Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. 2 Timothy 2.15 reminds us to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And certainly there is a difference between reading the Bible versus studying the Bible taking time out to exegese the, uh, the scriptures versus eisegesis, which means you are putting into the Bible what's not there. And it's up to each Christian, it's up to each individual believer to not just divide the word of God, but to rightly divide the word of God. And many of you listening uh, do engage in studying the Bible. Some of you all may be Sunday school teachers, some of you all may be pastors, some may be lay people who really have a thirst and a zeal for studying God's word. And on today's episode, we have a treat. Um, as I stated before, some of us have spent numerous hours using the Strong's Concordance of the Bible. But there's another tool that I would like to introduce you to, and perhaps you probably already have it in your library. But there is a tool, uh, and it's called the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Uh, it's not a new publication. Um, it's been out for a while. But we have the editor with us, uh, and we wanted to invite our guest for this episode, Brother Jerome Smith. Brother Smith, how are you today? Just fine, Brother Poku, and thank you so much for having me on your broadcast. Oh, no, the treat is ours. And uh, we thank you for taking time out to share your knowledge with us. So tell us, um, for those who may have never heard of the new treasury of Scripture knowledge, uh, just give us a short synopsis of, of what this tool is. Well, this tool is a collection of what are called cross-references. If you have a reference Bible with a center column with references in it, that's what this is. It's a complete collection of those references that came from a study Bible that was produced back in the 1800s. And what it does is it lets you see all the verses that connect to the verse you're studying so you can understand it better or get more joy out of the blessing that you found in that verse. And as I was reading the uh, prelude to the book or, or this uh, material, you testified about how you uh, encountered the original treasury of scripture knowledge and, and, and you spent three hours a day working on this piece in order to update it. Can you please give us a short some, uh, uh, testimony of how it came about for you to produce this? Yes, indeed. I took a class in vacation Bible school at Highland Park Baptist back in the summer of 1954. And we were taught by a young lady named Ellen Grow, Miss Ellen Grow, and she later became a missionary to Africa. 
but she taught us about many different Bible study tools like Strong's Concordance and uh, Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. And she also introduced us to the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, the original publication. And I was just delighted to learn how to use that Bible study tool. And she assigned us to choose a verse from Second Timothy mm-hmm. and look up the references for ourselves and see how it worked. <laughs> so I looked up the references to Second Timothy one seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of I think it's love and power and of a sound, sound mind. mind. That's right. And uh, that phrase, a sound mind, really got to me because I had been badgered by my parents almost every evening at supper time about how dangerous it was to become too interested in the Bible and really? study it too much. <laughs> really? And I found the verses that were given in those cross-references such an assurance that, no, that's not really the case. You can't get too much into the Bible. You need to dig into it more and more. Amen. Amen. And just so our listeners uh, can get a better understanding of how God really shepherded you through this period, in your um, in the prelude again, you mentioned something about uh, you being uh, or, or experiencing an assault while you were working on updating the new treasury. Can you please tell us about that? I found that to be so impactful. Yes. That, the anniversary of that event was just this very month on March 13th from 1986. That's the only day I've been on all the television reports and radio reports in mm. the whole southeastern Michigan mm. <laughs> because I was shot in the back of the head mm. by an unknown assailant at 7.15 in the morning on Thursday March 13, 1986, the force of the bullet knocked me into the mud and melting snow of the parking lot, Mm. broke my glasses, put a tremendous gash up the back of my head, which was bleeding profusely. And when I came to, the assailant was standing over me demanding my wallet. Well, I wasn't going to give it to him. So, but I gave him what money I had. I think I had thirty-three dollars. <laughs> mm. He was mad. He said, "Is that all the money you teachers carry on you?" <laughs> mm. Well, by then some other teachers were coming into the teachers' parking lot, and they, I shouted to them that I'd been shot, and so they chased after him. He had run to his van. Well, it turns out to be a stolen van, so we never did identify who it was. But that's the story of the event. The fact was, I had typed the manuscript to the new treasury as far as I think it was Second Samuel chapter 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's about 20% into the project. Right. And <laughs> well, the Lord suddenly gave me some unexpected extra time to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're able to now even laugh about it. I know it's a traumatic experience, but uh, I see how the Lord's hand was on you to preserve you. So you can deliver uh, this book to those Christians that are coming after you to read it. So um, we thank you for persevering and we thank you for not giving up, uh, even though you endure such a a traumatic experience. It it was traumatic when I went to get a haircut some many weeks later, went to my regular barbershop in town and Mm -hmm. he happens to be a gun dealer. (laughs) 
and he was cutting my hair, and he turned white as a sheet. Mm. And he says, Jerry, what's this up the back of your head? What mm. happened? Mm. So I told him. He comes around to the front of the barber chair. He looks at me and faces all the people waiting <laughs> in the barber shop. He says, you must have had a guardian angel and then something. He says, you should be dead. He, he says, do you know what kind of gun it was? I said, I don't know anything about guns, but but my brother-in-law handed me a gun catalog a week or so ago and had me page through it all until I finally saw what it was, and I pointed it out to him. He said, well, that's a 9-millimeter handgun. Oh, my goodness. And the barber asked me, he said, you know what a 9-millimeter bullet looks like? I said, no, I never saw one. <laughs> He says, well, here, I'm going to give you one for a souvenir. And he went back in the shop and brought one out to me, and I still have it. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, thank you for sharing and being so open with our listeners. Uh, we are on on air with our dear brother, uh, Jerome Smith, and he's the editor of the new Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. So, Brother Smith, um, as a layperson, as I mentioned before, there are some that are listening to us who have never heard of the new treasury or scripture knowledge can you please just um share share with our listeners why they should be interested in such a tool well you know the bible tells us to desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby and so the way to grow spiritually <clears throat> is to read the scripture and just not just read it you got to study it right and i think the most effective way and direct way to study it is to use cross-references. These are links to other verses in the Bible about the same subject as the verse you're looking at. Right. And this is a book that has the most complete collection of cross-references you'll find any place. The only exception to that is I wrote a new edition of it, and it just came out last year. And while the new treasury may have probably 600,000 references, I would guess, nobody ever seems to have counted them, so I don't have an exact number. Mm -hmm. But I projected by how it showed up in print and multiplied the pages by the average number of references per page and so on. Well, in my new one, uh, Rick Myers, who has the ESORD free Bible program, he said, Jerry says, you know how many references you put into the ultimate cross-reference treasury? I said, nope. I said, I kept working on it for from 2010 till 2016. Mm. For 2016 days, morning, noon, and night. Mm. And so I says, there's a whole bunch of new ones that weren't in there before. Well, he says, I counted with the computer, and you got 900,000 references in there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... But either way, you can use a new treasury or you can use the ultimate cross-reference guide to the Bible on Bible software, and you'll have precisely the same thing. But the new one's a little bit more complete than, than the new treasury is. So your updated material, um, y you say that there's the computer form, but is there a new addition in terms of book form to uh, the new treasury? No, and I don't think there ever will be. But the Lord may overcome the hurdles, and maybe it'll be in print someday. But but for now, it's in software. The, the thing about software is you aren't restricted by length. Nelson publishers, when they published the new treasury, they were pulling their hair out. They said, Jerry, this thing is too long. We don't mm -hmm. know if we can do it. 
And right. I said, oh, you can do it. It'll fit in the book. I said, I can name you some of the books you already published that are this long. Right, right. So, so they did it. But they, they said, oh, we're going to have to cut out the indexes. I said, no, what good is a book if you don't have all the indexes that go with it? So, But eventually they published it, and you've probably seen it. And uh, Unfortunately, it's out of print, but you can still get it. Uh, I, I made sure to get a copy for myself before this interview. So I've been perusing through the new treasury, and I, I'm, I'm excited uh, to have it as a tool so it can help me with my research. Yes, there's many things in there that are what I call hidden features that you won't know as the author tells you, <laughs> <laughs> although you may stumble across them. Right. Let me just tell you two or three right quick off the top of my head. Go ahead. Uh, there's a collection of... Uh, Verses I made that have what are called cause-effect relationships, and I keyed them to Psalm 9, verse 10. So just jot down Psalm 9, verse 10, and you turn there into the new treasury, you'll see the biggest list you ever saw of that particular feature anywhere. Well, thank now, you. Thank you for that. Did you, you said that, that there was three. Uh, did you have additional yeah, There's ones? another feature I would mention that's... Uh, an index to all the future prophecies that Christ didn't yet fulfill. Excellent. And it's not in the index. It's in a note that I put at Isaiah eleven eleven, And that's probably, it's, I think I've got 56 or 58 subpoints to that note. So it, you, could, you could spend <laughs> one, one subpoint per week and study it out and it'll keep you going for more than a year. <laughs> Right. And my wife's mother, who lived here until recently, now she's in Metalodge, but uh, she went through that whole thing, line upon line, verse after verse, and followed the directions I told her to do. <laughs> and she said, boy, that was a wonderful study, Jerry. <laughs> well, we do appreciate your hard work. As I, as I was going through it, uh, I saw how your commentaries and some of the uh, annotations that you've inserted it's really helpful in guiding us from uh, one passage to another. So it's almost like having you with us. So we appreciate that commentary. <laughs> yeah, the third thing, as long as I mentioned three, mm -hmm. is there's a very extensive set of notes on divine guidance. Mm. It, uh, I think it's First Kings chapter 13. But in any case, if it isn't First Kings, it's Second Kings, whichever one it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, about chapter 12 or 13, there's several big notes on the page in each of those chapters. And that'll be about the most complete biblical guide to divine guidance that I think you'll find any place. Well, I'll, I'll definitely spend more time looking at that since you highlighted it. So my next question is, uh, can you tell us more about the layout uh, and, and, and uh, the way that the book is formatted? I, I, I love how it's very familiar to the Bible. Yes, the, this is what makes the tool so easy to use. That's why I say anybody can use it, whether it's a teenager or an adult, a Sunday school teacher, somebody in homeschool could be guided to use it even at the age of 10 or 8, who knows. But it, it'll work for anybody. It's arranged just like a Bible. Mm -hmm. It goes from Genesis to Revelation in that order, and it has all the chapters the Bible has. And at the start of each chapter, there's kind of a condensed outline of the chapter, 
which is very handy, by the way, because sometimes I remember that there's an event in the Bible. I can't remember any of the words in a specific verse that talks about the event, but I know if I read those headings, I'll find it. Right. (laughs) And I do. So they're helpful. Then below the chapter summary or outline, whatever you want to call it, there's all the verses. And for each verse, in boldface type, there's words from the verse, usually the first word of a clause or the main word of a clause. But uh, in any case, and it follows the King James Version, and we did that, and I've done it since, because they don't keep revising the King James Version. The text stays stable. Right. So the key words that you look at are going to be there in the King James. But this reference work works perfectly fine with every other version, and I have a whole bunch of different translations on my computer, and I'll click from one to the other. Sometimes I forget that I'm not back in the King James Version, and the references tie in and work perfectly well. Excellent. So uh, just to recap, if I am a beginning uh, student, meaning that I'm a Christian and I may just have heard this interview and I wanted to get a copy of New Treasury let's say even um, on the software side, what, take us through step-by-step what I need to do to uh, get the information that you've uh, implanted in a book or the software. In in order to find a copy to use or just how to use the book itself? How to use it in in terms of Bible study. A a lot of Christians uh, uh, may not know how to sit down and, and utilize these Bible tools to their advantage. You know, the interesting thing is some people that haven't done any cross-reference Bible study, and uh, I'm not downing them at all. I was surprised. I went to a little church nearby, and mm-hmm. I got to know some of the people there, and one of the ladies there came over, and we were talking, and I said, did you ever study the Bible using cross-references? Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't know. She says, I don't know what a cross-reference is. I never saw one. Right. And I stopped to think, you know, a lot of Bibles that most people use don't have any in them, so where would they see them? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. If you've got a favorite verse, then I would say get the new treasury. You could buy it on Amazon, and somewhere around thirty dollars or so. Mm-hmm. If you want a brand new one, it costs around four hundred. But anyway, but get a used one. <laughs> right, cheaper. like you say, it's out of print. Yeah, and uh, turn to that verse that's your favorite verse, and look up all the references that are given there. In turn, have one Bible open to that passage, and use another Bible to flip to the references. If you've got two Bibles, if you got one, we'll just use one. And you will be delighted at what the rest of the Bible says about your favorite verse. That's right. And if I may interject, uh, it reminds me, as you said, of some of our favorite passages, like Isaiah 53 deals with the suffering servant. Well, there there are some cross-references, meaning other references in the Bible, scripture references, that that ties into not just in the Old Testament, but New Testament as well. Yep, that's right. And if, if if you've chosen a life verse, try that one on for size and check out the references for that. If you're reading a Bible chapter and find a verse that you really like, look up the verses and get a greater blessing by finding other verses that amplify it and extend it and, you know, emphasize it. Right. 
So, and if you run across a verse you don't understand, that's probably the biggest help that <laughs> New Treasury provides. Right. Because it lets the Bible explain itself. Right. A lot of people don't realize that the Bible is a self-interpreting book, and it's a self-correcting book. By that I mean, as you study the cross-references that show other verses on the same theme, if you misunderstood the verse and didn't understand it correctly, mm-hmm. the other verses will clear it up so you do understand it correctly. Right. That's that's yeah. the proper law of hermeneutics. So yeah. <laughs> context, context, context. And that, uh, mentioning hermeneutics, let me interject. I have a note on the on hermeneutics and the rules of interpretation at Second uh, Peter chapter one, verse twenty. Mm. Now I've expanded it in the ultimate cross-reference treasury. I have twenty-four rules of interpretation. I think I only have about a dozen listed in the new treasury, but those dozen will keep you on the straight and narrow path. <laughs> but the 24 will will even keep you more narrowly confined to the straight and narrow path so you don't go off on a tangent where you shouldn't. Amen. I've got those all listed, by the way, on my website at www.realbiblestudy.com in the October 2010 archives. And if you want to learn what those 24 rules are, with some examples of how to apply those rules to some difficult cases, there's a gold mine. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, Brother Smith, our time is up. We thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with not just me, but our listeners, and I uh, pray that uh, the Lord arrange it for us to talk again. Uh, I'll yes, be in indeed. touch. Well, thank you so much again for the opportunity. Amen. That's Brother Uh, Jerome Smith, he's the editor of the New Treasury Scripture Knowledge uh, of the Bible, and uh, he's given us uh, his extensive work and research. And we pray that you've been blessed and edified on this episode of Sound Reasoning. And as always, uh, we need your prayers and we need your financial support if the Holy Spirit puts on your heart to do so. Uh, Please contact us. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. 
Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.